Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by the most redonkulous co-host, Mozzie. Redonkulous? <laughs> <laughs> what did I do to you? <laughs> I was I hit record and then as I was taking a drink of water before we started, I'm like, oh wait, I need I need my word. I need today's word. What is it? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm good. I am doing wonderful. We got a lot of running backs to talk about. I'm excited. I have a few. There's a, there's a couple. Mm-hmm. But let's see. Yeah, there's there's the top five-ish that most people are on, and that's about kind of it. But yeah, it's not a huge draft class for running backs but there's still a few that we definitely want to touch on mm-hmm. so i guess my first question is who who is your favorite running back um i feel like after what i've seen jonathan taylor is probably my favorite looking running back out there gotcha. uh the only thing i will say with jonathan taylor that i think is a totally legitimate concern because i use this all the time in the actual nfl as well is just his usage which he had he was leaned on very, very heavily in college. And I think that some teams might actually look at that just because they don't want a running back that's already worn out. Um, he was getting so many carries every year, man. But yeah. all things aside, like he looks like a beast out there, the monster sized running back, just the way he runs, he's very physical. Yeah, he's, he's really good. He, he and um, actually Dobbins are my two favorite. Hold on, like I'm trying to find where my uh, stuff on Swift went because I typed up a bunch of stuff about Swift and it like went away. But I, I blame I blame Google Sheets or whatever. But anyway, um, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, he's nuts. He's like the best like pure runner, if we want to like, call it that, as far as like, oh, people are like, oh, who's the right running back in the NFL? Some people say Zeke. Some people like said like Gurley previously. But like, Zeke Zeke is a great pure runner, and that's what like people like about Jonathan Taylor. Which I like people compare him to Zeke. And I think that makes sense as far as like running style goes. Um, he's not like as he's not on the pass catching level Zeke is. Um, I mean like he's he's able to catch passes, but he just didn't. He's able, do but much. It, right, he didn't do it a whole lot. Yeah, like Wisconsin didn't really like ask him too much. Um, which doesn't mean he can't though. We've seen it with other running backs like that. But like as far as like comp goes, like I think. A faster Chris Carson kind of makes a lot of sense to me, just because he does have like enough power. He's got he's definitely got more finesse than Chris Carson, but Carson doesn't have that long speed. But Taylor like is definitely a punishing runner for sure. Um, right, right, like yeah, like a just slightly sort of Brandon Jacobs, like he just is like you know <laughs> barreling out there. He's got a lot of speed. He's muscular man, dude. Yeah, he's he's got long speed. He's good after the catch, like um, or sorry after the. Like after contact, um, he's got like a good stiff arm. So I wrote yak and like I always mix myself up with that. But yeah, great with regards after contact, good stiff arm. Like arm tackles, you're done though. And he's got like he's got a really good contact balance. Like I compared him to Chubb in that sense. And you know, for me, if I'm comparing anyone to Chubb, it's a high praise. Yeah. So, but like, like one of the things that makes Chubb so good is his contact balance. Like bouncing off indirect contact and like like shitty little like 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 leg grabs. Like don't phase him. And that's one of the things that's really good about Jonathan Taylor. Um, so he's probably gonna be the first guy off the board. Um, I think I think so too. It was DeAndre Swift. Swift people were saying for a while, but yeah. I feel like it'll be Taylor. But um, the, the biggest issue with him is his fumbles. Um, he fumbled was one in every fifty-eight carries over his career. So not not good. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's a little rough. I'm trying to capture. Fine. I say, did you lose some notes? Yeah, I was. I did. I put them all back in now. I was trying to see if I could find my Swift notes. I don't know where they went. Cause I put a bunch. Of, I'll see, maybe I misplaced them. Anyway, but um, <laughs> I misplaced my Swift, my Swift, <laughs> my Swiffer. But um, where was I? Brains, brains farting trying to navigate Google Sheets. We got a lot in this sheet right now. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's massive. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, he'll probably be the first guy off the board. Um, other thing with Taylor is um, the pass pro. He's not. He's like okay at. Um, pass pro, but he's like he's mostly a liability. But um, we just haven't s- seen him do it much. But I think he can improve on it. But also, like we- we've seen teams mask poor pass pro enough already. Like Kareem Hunt with the Chiefs, prime example. Like if a team likes you, they'll try to mask your like deficiencies until um, you get better at it. But until <laughs> you're good, mm-hmm. pretty much. Or try to you know 
work around it. Be like, all right, well, he sucks at this. We're just gonna ignore that. Yeah, like but I feel like that's why something is like you just have to get good at. Yeah, the thing with him though is like he might just be a two down back at least early on. I feel like good chance he's a two down back early on, so mm-hmm. he may come off the field anyway for a lot of past situations. But like I said, we saw we saw Reed do that with Cream Hunt. Like as far as um, like not making a pass pro at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> Then they on third down throw the other guy in, mm-hmm. whoever it may be, to wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as far as fantasy options, is Jonathan Taylor like draft spot? You know, pending. Is he your favorite fantasy guy, or would there be someone else for you there? It's man, it's so hard to say with without knowing what team they're on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just it it makes such a big difference to me. Like like taking last year for example, I think my rank of wide receivers was number one A.J. Brown to Debo but A.J. Brown went to the Titans and with Mariota that looked awful and then Debo went to the Niners I'm like ooh I I would take Debo in fantasy even though maybe technically I think A.J. Brown's a better receiver Mm -hmm. and then everything worked out anyway with Tannehill there but yeah (laughs) it's hilarious to say sorry no yeah vice versa I didn't love Singletary he wasn't my favorite running back prospect, but then he went to the Bills, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I, made I gotta all the get sense this there. dude. Yeah, it's like the fit make is so important to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would, if I was just taking a running back, and we had to do it before the NFL draft, I would probably take Taylor if gotcha. I had the option. Yeah, for me, and so these two are pretty even for me, like real running back wise. But I think, like fantasy wise, spot agnostic, I'd probably lean. Uh, Dobbins first, actually. Um, mm. Mostly I thought you be... said between Taylor and Swift. You oh, sorry. Of all of them? Yeah, of, of all of them, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I still probably do Jonathan Taylor, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, John, he's pretty solid. He he and he and Dobbins are my top two, I think. Swift's probably number three, but like it's all close together. Like I don't really have like, a huge preference one or the other. It was Swift. I really wish I had my notes here because I like, had it compiled, but I still have my thoughts. Um, like I, I see you wrote... That then Jeremiah said he saw the D'Angelo comp, and that makes a lot of sense. I agree with that, like for sure. Yeah, I put that in there. Daniel Jeremiah, I, I think it was. I was watching combine uh, footage, and he said that he's like, man, he kind of looks like D'Angelo Williams. I'm like, well, it's not just that their names sound similar. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I actually, do have a sort of similar <laughs> running style, physique, catch a, like they're good at catching the ball. Yeah, was Swift like the thing with like DeAndre Swift is everyone was like all about him like a year ago today, and then a lot of stuff changed. Um, as far as like people thought he, some people think he regressed a bit. I just think he kind of tried to work on different stuff more so. But um, I think he's really good. He's so elusive, dude. Like he he's he makes people look so silly. Like if if it's if you're a defender and DeAndre Swift's coming at you, like there's a good chance you're entitled to an ankle breaking. Like. <laughs> You might as well close your eyes and pick a side. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's the thing. Because remember, like, when the poll was going around, it was like, oh, would you rather try to tackle Lamar Jackson or Derrick Henry? It was like, do you want to get, like, do you want to die or, like, die of embarrassment, pretty much? Right. Like, that, was the, <laughs> that was the thing. And so with Swift, it's like, he will embarrass you in the open field. So. Do you want your ankles broken or your sternum? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love him. I think he's a great fit for... Atlanta, that's what I've been saying for the whole time. I think he'd be good with Kansas. Pretty much a lot of these running backs are good fits for Kansas City, too, but I think he's a good KC fit as well. Um, oh, for sure. The one thing with um, Swift that people are worried about now was this combine, and the reason I'm personally not worried about it is because the way, um, this is what I had typed up pretty much this like spiel, was like the way he like cuts and jukes, I don't think really lends itself to like testing while on three Colin Tony shuttle. Because those are more for guys who do like deep jump cuts, and that's not really uh, Swift's game. He's more about like smaller like pressure cuts. So like chain a couple moves together basically and juke you out of your pants instead of just doing like one large jump cut. So I'm not as like worried about the combine issues because like people are worried about Diamond Cook's combine and like you know aside from injuries he's been like really really good running back. So yeah, I don't think the combines necessarily that conducive to whether or not they're going to be a success in the nfl i mean was tom brady's combine was what (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah and it's like his his results like the the poor results make sense when you like watch his game and kind of look at it just because like oh he's more like quick shift than like large jukes Mm. yeah he's got like the sanders quick shift yeah 
But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his uh, most of the running backs in this class, um, Taylor's one of them. Swift's one of them. Need to work on their ball security some. But I feel like a lot a lot of guys are are able to improve that. So I'm not too worried. About, I'll only get worried if we see like any of these guys fumble a lot like early on and just get like boned by it. But um, where was that with it? Yeah, I I love DeAndre Swift as a fit for my Falcons. <laughs> so I think he'd do really well there. Mm-hmm. It's basically like same sort of vein as your Tevin Coleman and uh, Devontae Freeman that they've run before. Yeah, and as most people know, Swift is also a pretty good pass catcher. Um, he doesn't have like the full like gamut of routes. Like he has all the running back routes down, like as does uh, uh, Dobbins, which is like why I like him a lot. But he's he's like a step below. Like, both of these guys, Dobbins and Switch, are, like, a step below, like, Kamara and Hunt as far as, like, having, like, extra routes along with, like, running back routes. Like, as far as, you know, like, actually, like, beat man coverage and stuff. And, like, the way I put it for these guys is I said, like, think of, like, Damian Williams level as far as, like, they're really good at the running back routes. But, like, they're not quite on the level to do, like, the extra stuff. I think Swift will get there on the extra levels of routes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, no, I like he definitely looks like the better cast catch, pass catching back. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, yeah. And he wouldn't be introduced to those kind of schemes yet in college, most likely, unless they're a really inventive offensive system. That, you know, he's yeah, do the I, running back pass catching rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any putting him with either plays that takes advantage of a pass catcher running back or like a spread offense that will just throw a lot. I think are both good fits for him. <laughs> but. Um, but. So you like J.K. Dobbins the most, huh? I don't know if I like him the most of the three, but as far as like fantasy pick, like landing spot agnostic, I think he's the safest. Um, like wherever he goes, he will be okay. Yeah, like I don't think I don't think a certain landing spot is going to bone him. Like it could all change after the draft, and all these top three are pretty close for me, like clumped wise. I think mm-hmm. there is these three then tier break. Yes, pretty much. Um, that's that's kind of I, like I kind of get that. Dobbins, I worry about just because like. I don't like I don't I'm from like Columbus, so I've watched a lot of OSU mm-hmm. running backs, and they're either like really, really effing good or really, really effing nobodies. Yeah, it's like for every <laughs> Zeke, there's a um, oh fucking what's his name, the guy with the nickname. Um, oh shit, Beanie Williams. There we go. Beanie Wells. Yeah. Beanie Wells. There it is. Beanie Wells. Yeah, for every Zeke, right. there's a Beanie. And but... the problem is that they are all equally hyped up the same way yeah <laughs> the, oh. yeah so, no, i i hate osu as much as the next person does, god as as, like, it sucks case. like i like osu but god the f- fucking fans can be really obnoxious <laughs> anyway yeah they're, they're like the past fans of college football right and Pretty much. i hate the patriots but <laughs> i'm anyway. sorry i just had to say that i have to say it at least once a podcast right yeah i mean at least fuck the pats so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i'm sort of reserving judgment on Dobbins a little bit. I just, like, I need to wait and see with him, because if I say, like, he's going to be great, I, I feel like I'm going to come off as biased, so just going <laughs> to just going to hold back. I, he's either going to, same th- like, what I'm going to say, man, like, he's going to be great, he's going to be garbage. <laughs> yeah, I, I lean more towards he'll be really good. Um, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, like, my, my first note is I think he's ready to be a feature back, like, right now. Like, he's complete and he doesn't need to come off the field like jonathan taylor is a better peer runner but dobbins is better with pass catching and pass blocking and ball security um like he's only he only fumbled five times and almost 800 touches so that's a pretty good rate there well that's pretty um, good so it makes me like him as far as like his overall style goes he's kind of he makes me think of like ray rice or maurice jones drew oh um, dude i totally see that yeah he's <laughs> look at his like metrics as far as like his Side I like how you put Rice on the field. Yeah, on the field. Yeah, five on nine two oh nine. So he's like he's pretty compact. He he fits like the like I don't, I don't want to say like five ten years ago NFL running back mold, but like he fits that like should be a good workhorse mold. Um, he his main area to like improve I think is try to get like a little more patient and make safer decisions just because like I put like the hero ball doesn't work in the NFL like you can't always just like cut it out side pretty much. Um, right. I think he finds cutbacks well with gap plays. Um, one of the unique things about him is how he attacks like goal line and short distance. Um, he does like a jump over, like the typical like jump over thing, but he gets leverage really well and like pushes past well and keeps the ball protected. Like one of the analogies I saw was, was like 
basically like like with a basketball player when they go up to dunk they like keep the ball back and then they dunk it sort of it's kind of like that he like waits he waits to extend it until he has like the best leverage point so he protects the ball at the goal line which is important um he moves pretty well in traffic and he changes direction well especially when he's going like when it's time to turn downfield he'll go from like that side to side choppy movement to like bursting downfield pretty well um he's quick and fast <laughs> which is not just one of the two um <laughs> There is a difference. Yeah, he has long speed for sure. Um, I, as far as his pad level goes, I wrote, think opposite of Brandon Jacobs because like Brandon <laughs> Jacobs was really tall and like ran high. Just because yeah, wasn't he big. like six feet tall? I think he was like six two. Brandon Jacobs is a monster of a human being, and him as a running back was scary. But <laughs> it's basically the original Derrick Henry. Yeah, and when you like when you think about it. <laughs> but I, for his for his great pad level, that's what I wrote. Was like opposite of Brandon Jacobs. Like he doesn't really get stood up very often. Um, solid stiff arm. Um, I mean, he's kind of like bowling ball esque, more or less. Um, as far as his pass catching, the only issue is like concentration drops, which um, those are hit or miss as if they go away or stay. But he's got like good technique and he can track the ball well. Um, so the route running kind of on par with Spliff there. Um, he needs to improve his pass pro a bit, but what college running back doesn't? So sure, sure. Yeah. And I, I wrote he's a ty- he's the type of player who should last a while in the league. So. Well, there we go. Those are all pretty positive things. Yeah, because I, 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 everyone loves Jonathan Taylor pretty much, and like we, everyone knows about him. But like, I feel like I don't see as much like people don't like people like Dobbins. I don't see like any like J.K. Dobbins like love with specific stuff. So I wanted to like dig deeper on him just because I don't think he's getting like enough hype actually. As far as like, it's kind of weird because like OSU players get hyped a lot, but because we haven't had mainstream media pushing the draft as much, I feel like he isn't getting as much love. Like, yeah, it's true. It's almost like they're expecting him to get this already, and he's not really having it. Yeah, like I feel like Dobbins would be perceived generally over Taylor if we had like everything going normally in the world right now, which is weird. But the the OSU hype train isn't at full force right now. See, <laughs> so, I don't think he had a, any real injury history. I think he might have had one in college, but who doesn't? Yeah. Right? Did um did Taylor or Swift have any? I don't remember. I feel like Swift might have had like an off-season one before last season, but I could be totally wrong. I'll, I'll look it up just to make sure I'm not talking fully out of my ass. Let's see. I mean, Georgia, you did, he probably did, right? <laughs> I feel like every Georgia running back is that significant. <laughs> Listen, you're going to be good, but... <laughs> it's going to hurt. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't think there's any major anything that i recall Let's see jonathan taylor's gonna be like adrian peterson he can't he just can't keeps fumbling <laughs> yeah because i mean like even ap like early on in his career fumbled a lot and like he never fully oh God, remedied yeah. it but i'll never forget that viking saints like i think it was nfc championship game where he must have fumbled like five or six times in that game alone <laughs> yeah i'm looking up see if i can find his fumbles where's that at um I'm seeing if, uh, oh yeah, so 2007 he had four, 2008 he had nine, 2009 he had seven. Like, yeah, his first three years he had so many. And even 2015 he had seven. Like, he never fixed his fumbles. No, he's always a fumbler. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, pretty damn good career altogether. Yeah, that's right? the thing. It was, like, worth it. <laughs> so, he ended up, yeah, like, it got a lot better out of those first couple of years because then he had said like one, one, four, five. Like he kept it lower, but yeah, there were some fumbles for sure. Anyway, yeah, it's basically is like, will he be like, will he lean more towards AP or will the fumbles get like get the best of him? That's like the big Jonathan Taylor question. Right. Hopefully, but yeah, I think we're all, he'll be we're all hoping it's good. It's all positive. Mm-hmm. But um, okay. So after the top, so any, do, is there anything else you want to add to these? guys these top three guys uh no that's probably gotcha. it so what do you have like a specific ordering for them anyway or like is taylor for sure your number one how how do you have it sorted out um i kind of have my my top fives for each of the positions laid out gotcha gotcha uh oh, which i, I do I have taylor at one a lot of people seem to have clyde edwards hilaire at one uh he's i dropped him down a little bit i like just the fact that he I see him in the top fives all the time. Right. He, I don't know how like what to project. He's kind of like my Frank Gorish. Like I don't know. He just kind of did all of the all the 
the plug and chug work for the offense at LSU. Like he, you can put him in that role, you know, mm-hmm. like there, he might not have the most glorious looking runs, but he gets you the yards you need on each play and is efficient. Yeah. That was a good part of that, uh, yeah. which I think is really useful and will be pretty, you know, heavily relied on on whatever team he goes to. Yeah. Everyone wants him to Kansas city. Like the reason, like, I don't know if that reason, but, like, a lot of Twitter communities hyped on him because, like, we all play fantasy. So, like, everyone's, like, we wanted to the Chiefs. Like, everyone, like, he's the PPR darling pretty much. For sure. That would be nasty. Yeah. Like, the the comp for me, like, that I've seen I like a lot is Devonta Freeman. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, like, I would, like, take the slider a little more over to receiving and a little from running, and it's, like, pretty even. Like, a little more receiving shots, but not as quite, like, quite as good as a runner, I'd say. Devontae Friedman, but pretty similar to him. Um, so he is good. He has pretty good ball security, I think. And at the big thing for him is he's like a crazy good route runner, right? So like yeah, I think, and, I, and yeah, I like the receiving backs a lot <laughs> in general. Yeah, like Kansas City makes sense. Like New Orleans makes sense. Uh, like Tampa with Tom Brady as like his new James White makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my like sure. my only like issue with him is like. Where he's getting all of the like praise for his route running receiving, I don't think he has cons- like his hands aren't consistent enough for me to fawn over him. Like he like he doesn't make difficult catches reliably enough for me to be like, yeah, this guy's like for sure PPR darling. Like I don't like the contested catch. Yeah, like sort of thing. Yeah, when he's like contested all off the ball is like a little like too out of frame. Like he doesn't. I don't think he adjusts well enough for like difficult catches. Like that's like a big issue is like if he's such a good receiving back why is he like struggling with some of these like things that a good receiving back should be able to do that's a good point yeah like i don't know if he'll fix that or not or like how much of an issue it'll be but like in the nfl like because he doesn't have like top end speed either so well in the nfl every catch is contested yeah that's like my big worry like he'll get (laughs) like everything will be more on target which is you know a plus but at the same time like everything's gonna be more contested so unless he's running like like aside from like the typical like some of the easy running back route, like routes were or like just dump outs like on actual real routes like like real not real um <laughs> I'm, I'm a little concerned about how that's going to translate for him at least especially initially but that's a definitely a legitimate concern mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully he's got the uh you know chutzpah and inner i don't know what inner peace to be able to <laughs> make himself improve in that regard yeah but i definitely get the hype and upside for him like oh this guy is the pass catcher we want put him in a, like an updated spread offense and be happy and like enjoy it so but right. but, you, but you have a c at number two like mm-hmm. what like what about him i guess specifically or like reiterating like what's like what makes you like him as much to put him at number two I just well, I feel like in today's NFL, just having a running back that can do it all and be consistent mm-hmm. in just their role on the field like that is really what teams are looking for. Yeah. As much as I like Jonathan Taylor, like he's definitely more of an old style runner. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me if he wasn't the first running back taken because of that, but he is the best pure runner. Um, yeah. Which we. Yeah, there's definitely merit to that, but I don't know. I feel like teams are looking for these, you know, your Eckler types. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. The example I came up with, they can catch, they can run. They're worth a decent money, but they're not worth a shit ton that's going to bankrupt your team. Yeah, like the reason I wrote New Orleans on here was because I think he would be like, he makes sense for New Orleans to pair with Camara. Sure. Just because like, even if it's not thunder and lightning, it's two guys who both don't have to come off, and they can just switch them around, or use they can legitimately use both of them at the same time too. Yeah, that so, too. Put them both back. And I think I mean Camara is kind of what Edwards should, like Clyde Edwards should like aspire towards too. So like, yes, <laughs> I think that's why I like that fit too. Um, when you were talking about it for like whatever you talking about, like if you can find his inner whatever you said. Like right. piece or something like that. It, it reminded me like of a little funny anecdote I saw on Swift. Not like funny, but um, I I remember reading that he like he would do like midnight workouts for him and his college teammates. Pretty much like he got like teammates to join him for midnight workouts, basically. Damn, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so like, that was one of the things too. Like where like if he's dedicated enough to do that, I feel confident that he will fix issues that like are kind of like fringe things. 
Nice. That's a nice story to hear. But yeah, it's like, that makes me like him a lot too. Like I personally, like just for me, myself, AJ, the muscle, like I, I want Swift to succeed the most because I just like him the best for some reason. Like I like watching him a lot. I think he's good. Like, I don't know if I'd say he's my number one, but like, I just enjoy him a lot. And that's why I want him at Atlanta so I can just root for him and feel biased. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Didn't he go to the same school as Chubb? Yeah. Yeah. Swift also went to Georgia. So, well, mm-hmm. so after, after, uh, CEH, or going to call him, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. It's hard to like say the Clyde part. I always say Clyde. But so there's those four taught about Swift, Taylor, Dobbins. Clyde, and then Acres is commonly also in that top five. Right. I'm. I'm not sure how I feel about him just yet. I put him in there because everyone has him in there. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> with Acres, like he's super good. Like the big, the big question is like, is he going to be able to run in his own scheme? Like he pretty much only like did gap running. Um, the team leaned on him a ton. Um, the biggest thing is, can he yeah. translate and work in a zone scheme? Like, he's going to initially, like, like, I think, I don't know where he's going to land, but I know he keeps saying the Colts for players, but the Colts would actually be the perfect fit for him because I think early on he's going to benefit from really, like, he needs a really good line early on, I think, to make for a good gap scheme or at least get some gap elements, even if it's a, a mixture. But he either needs a team that, like, will do a mix and let him adjust and learn some zone or be able to run front gap well. Or maybe like Tampa, who Bruce Arians just likes to run gap. Um, but yeah, most teams run zone or some partial zone. So like that's the big thing is, is he going to be able to merge it over, basically? Um, he also needs to work on his ball security some. But like he can, he is a baller. It's just, is he going to learn the zone scheme well? Which pl- plenty of players have. Um, like David Johnson um, is one. Trying to kind of list of a couple of guys. Like David Johnson had to learn zone scheme. Same with like, like Peterson actually pretty much only ran gap for a while, like in college. So like Peterson, Tevin Coleman, David Johnson, they all had to like pretty much learn zone. And after a couple of years, they were pretty solid at it. Will he do it? Mm-hmm. But like, he is like very good. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a huge part of the offense. Mm-hmm. I was looking here. I mean, he had five yards of carry with 1100 yards. Yeah, no, he he was the offense basically. Like <laughs> that's how many carries? That's like two hundred and fifty, two forty carries, right? Mm-hmm. No, like what what's odd like about because with running backs we think oh get them early. Like I could totally see Acres being sort of like what David Johnson was, where it takes him like he doesn't immediately burst on the scene. Like once he fully gets good at the zone and a team's able to like put him in the right spot, like he'll pop off. So. I think that's He's a five ten two seventeen, so he's pretty large ish for a running back. Interesting. Yeah, no, like he's really good. It's just like between the fumble, like fumbling, which isn't like terrible, but he needs to work on it for sure. And then, can he run zone? Like, yeah, that's the that's the big question. Hmm. But um, so that I, that I was not aware of until you brought it up. But that is uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that like, is the big question. Because <laughs> I know, like, it, like we previously talked about him, and like we were both kind of out. Eh, I'm like, what, like, what is your kind of eh, like your pushback against him? Ah, uh, he went to the same school as Jameis. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I just like reading the notes and the comps on him. He had a lot of usage. I don't, I don't know. They said people say he looks like Kareem Hunt out there. I feel like I see that comparison a lot, and it means that, I don't know, they're good at a lot of different things, but not at one thing in particular. I don't I know. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he, he, there's nothing he does like that, like, is... I don't say nothing, but, like, he's not, like, super wowing. Like, he has, he's a, really good at a lot of different stuff, too. Right, but, like, what's he, like, really good at? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I have no see things. I have no clue where Acres is going to go in the draft. Like, that's what I like because Taylor. I feel like Taylor Swift Dobbins will be first two rounds, but after that, I have zero fucking clue where running backs are going to go. Taylor Swift Dobbins. I think Calero will go fairly early too. Yeah. Like, like, fuck man, Acres could go anywhere. As we were saying, like I was texting you earlier, we I guess a lot of the GMs just can't communicate very well. <laughs> at the moment and it's going to be really hard 
to do that during the draft. Imagine being on a Skype call with 31 other people at the very <laughs> least and trying to communicate to one discreetly that you want to do a trade. <laughs> like Slide to the DMs. <laughs> right, like it's going to be a pain in the ass. Um, I, I think the draft is going to take a lot longer than normal. I could be wrong. We'll see. Honestly, I could see that. I'm excited for it regardless. But Me too. I'm so excited. But yeah, I think communication is going to be tough, and I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of teams that are going to take their guy early because they don't feel like they can work some trades in to be able to drop and still take them later and trade up and do stuff like that. Like the, like the more technical aspects of the draft... I'm sure that some GMs are still going to do it, but it's going to. I think a few of them will be deterred from it, mm-hmm. personally. And I think a lot of uh, a lot of guys are going to get overdrafted. Is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, like it's. I think the the smart drafting teams are going to be at even more of an advantage right now. Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> and like with the with the mad teams, it's going to be a matter of like does. Like, I think teams with good GMs and bad owners are going to do a little better, but teams with bad GMs are going to be even more fucked. Yep. Like, because, so, uh, like, with the with the bad owners, like, they're, like, that's the reason teams, like, like bad owners, like, will, like, just overstep everyone and be like, I want this guy, blah, blah, blah. But, like, think Johnny Manziel, really? Like, <laughs> but, like, the Johnny Manziel thing wouldn't happen right now just because there's not, like, time to fall in love in that same sense. I went off that exact example, but like you get the the, the gist is that like the owners haven't had the same opportunity to like be totally all about someone. Yeah, no, they haven't really gotten to meet with them yeah. in person, right? They've had to do it over. Yeah, there's been like no mass media coverage of anyone. Yeah, so I'm intrigued, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's gonna be wild. Maybe this is gonna be like a hilarious like case study or just like a funny like thing to look back on in like f- four years and see like which organizations were competent. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But um, before we get a ton into the draft itself, um, outside of those five, is there anyone else you're like big on? Really want to get into at all? Um, Any, like sleepers? I don't know. Well, I mean, so Zach Moss is a name that keeps coming up, and I feel like he's worth talking about. He, I think he basically was projected really high and then had a bad combine. Mm-hmm. And so he was one of those unfortunate souls that didn't do great at the combine and now has a lower draft stock. But I mean, I I feel like he's worth talking about. Yeah, you can go ahead. I'm not because like the for me for like for me his combine is more like a reinforce than like a throw it out. But well, what? The, I think the problem was he got hurt, right? Oh, let me look. He got hurt, and then he wasn't as fast. <laughs> I think I have him here at a he had a four seven two. Gotcha. Yeah, I've I've got like a four six five for like a healthy one. I think. Hold mm-hmm. on. But like he, he he's not speedster. Like he's definitely no. not a speedster. Like that's not his game. Do you? Can you be? I feel like five. Like he might end up being a good fullback, right? <laughs> <laughs> like he's definitely like built. Power back. Like my biggest thing is it is it like a because uh, he's good at pass pro apparently. Mm-hmm. Like it makes me think a lot of David Montgomery, as far as like the stuff people like people kind of ignored some of the meh with David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Like as far as like not having like that level of burst that like people thought he might need, and that's like my concern with Zach Moss is like I'm not sure if like he's good enough to overcome not being as, like, gifted in the speed burst area. I mean, it's important, right? Yeah. But, like, so, like, do you think he's good enough, though? Like, is my kind of question. Like, he's good, like, short area quickness. Like, he can move well. But, like, I don't know if he's, like, he doesn't have the, like... Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't have the next level speed. I I feel like he would be a decent fullback. Yeah. (laughs) He's 5'9", 220. He's... (laughs) Thick, right, yeah. he can run a four six five. Great, but he's good at pass protection. So put him back there, help lead block. Every now and then he gets the ball and he can chug it forward like six yards. I don't, but I don't know if I if I see him as your every down back. No, 
Yeah, well, I, yeah, for like for injury concern stuff, he's probably one of the bigger injury concern backs too. Because like, yeah, he had a toe injury, twenty sixteen, twenty eighteen, towards meniscus. That's bad. And then he had like an AC joint injury that uh, was minor, but cost him the game last year. But well, the meniscus one's not ideal. Mm-hmm. Which says so, so apparently he tore it while getting into bed, which is buck wild. Oh, good lord. It sounds like he really needs to stretch. <laughs> I mean, he's dense as fuck. Like you said, at 5'9", 223, he, right, like, he definitely needs to stay loose. He needs to get his flexibility up. That sounds what like what that sounds like to me. Get your flexibility up, and then you'll shed a little bit <laughs> of weight and just kind of tone down a little bit and get more elastic. You'll be good, man. But, mm, you know, but... at the moment, fullback. Yeah, no, like I do think he's talented. He has some pretty good skill. Like I'm just not sure if it's like enough for me to like him over my next guy I'm gonna mention, or like just in general as far as like NFL level goes. Or like he's someone who like if he gets another injury and loses a step, he might just be fucked. Like, yeah. Basically, <laughs> it's it's like it's like a risk reward. Like I don't know if the reward with Zach Moss is worth like the risk on him. Like whereas like Tua, like if you get Tua right. You're fucking set for a while, but <laughs> right. So, yeah. So and that... he's not in my top five, which I'm only really doing a top five. So. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> yeah, like outside of that, there's not like a whole lot. My one other guy I'm kind of into is AJ Dillon, just uh... because. Now, if you want to talk tank, this guy, this guy's a true tank. Okay, he's like six feet tall. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's a fuck. He's a massive, dude. He is enormous. Like he's fun. He like, I wrote he he is like Blount, like sorry, like Garrett Blount, like Derrick Henry esque in the sense of like he is hard to bring down. He doesn't have. He's not like as much of a freak as uh, Henry is. He doesn't have like that full like deep speed, but he's like a little more elusive. Like because Henry like kind of runs like not like tight, but like he. Like, he isn't... Henry's not, like, elusive in the sense of, like, will break tackles or, like, juke, really. But, like, he's, like... I guess shiftier is probably the right word. Because no one would call Derrick Henry shifty, I don't think. No, he runs very upright. Yeah. Um, You know. Yeah, and that's, like, that's one of the issues Dylan also has is that, like, coming up the line, like, if if it's him versus a D-line and the the D-line pretty much always wins because Dylan doesn't get low enough, he doesn't get, get enough pad level, which may just be a physical like makeup thing <laughs> but uh he could probably fix it a little bit um but he's like better initially at the line than henry is in the sense like of like because henry's big knock was always like he's not great enough at the first level but like once he gets past that he's amazing like dylan's a little better early on because he at boston college he got really used to like dealing with backfield penetration pretty much and so he's good at like finding the cutbacks and like setting up blocks and working around penetration like that but terrible low line yeah, like more. Not, I was like right. terrible, but like he he knows like well partially that and partially the scheme because like the way their scheme was he uh, they were like a lot of two tight end stuff and there's a lot of like tight quarters with like where he has to run so he got used to running in like like crowded boxes basically but um I he, he, good decision making like he's he's not the type that's gonna like fuck over a drive like he won't like lose you a ton of yards and he is good about like getting to that marker more or less um. He cuts and spins way better than someone who's six foot two forty should like two forty five should be able to cut and spin. Um, like his like if you look at like a highlight reel of him, it's literally just him just like shedding people. Like, <laughs> like the Derrick Henry. Yeah, Get like the only way you bring him down like is getting like a full good wrap like knees like at knees pretty much. Because <laughs> like if you yeah like if you go if you get a shitty tackle on him you're done for. Um, yeah, he's just gonna you're just gonna slide off of him. Yeah, Teflon. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have like crazy good route running, but he can like catch well. Like he uh, has good catching technique, and he catches through contact well. He can do like most typical running back routes, and he's like competent, decent as a pass blocker. But um, I like I like him a lot as far as like I think he can be a full time player, but he's a great guy for a committee too. Um, typical like guy who's gonna vulture or like finish games at a lot, Derrick Henry. But um. <laughs> And so, no, I, I like him a lot. I think he's, like, talented enough, good enough, and his physical makeup lends itself. Like, he plays... Like, you know how you'll see guys, like, that don't, like, play like they're built? Like, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. Like, 
I like some guys don't some guys don't play to their build, but I think I think uh, Dylan does really well at playing to his build. Okay. Like he understands like he's a Gronk. monster. Gronk yeah. was amazing at playing to his physique. Mm-hmm. That's what made him so good at tight end. He could box people out and use his body to make space, and all of a sudden you were just Gronked deep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I don't, as far as where I'd want him, I'm not sure where I'd want him. I mean, maybe fucking like Seattle. I don't know. Just <laughs> that'd be like a dick. But so he, so he had zero receptions in 2017, but then in 2018 he had eight. Uh, and in 2019, he had 13. Yeah, so like, they, didn't, slowly, they didn't throw to him much, but I think he's able to catch it. Slowly brought it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. He looks, looks like a freak. He's a guy, I remember watching the combine, that just like, he, they're like, all right, this guy's six feet tall, 247 pounds. Oh my God, he just ran a 4'5". Yeah, no, <laughs> like, he's he moves way better than anyone that big should be able to move. And that's like, that like... Because he's not like Derrick Henry freak, but like the freak factor is always fun. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So. So, I mean, we we started seeing a lot more of like linebackers coming in that are more versatile. They're not as big, uh-huh. so they're they're really like good at zone and like dropping back into coverage and stuff. So it's fascinating when you get a running back that's six feet tall. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that's you- what. That's why Tennessee's plan worked, and that's kind of what Gruden wanted to do to counteract it. And so, right, and then you got these linebackers that are the same height, except Derrick Henry has a full head of steam coming at you, and it's like, oh shit, this is why your linebackers need to be six four sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, it's I, it's fascinating. I love when you get these sort of guys that don't fit the stereotypical running back mold of like the zeitgeist, whatever's happening at that time. Mm-hmm. Dylan definitely does go against that grain too, but like he is also like just I think a good sound running back too. So I'm really intrigued to see where he goes. Mm. Mm. Uh, well, what do you think he'll go in like the? I'm not sure where he's gonna go. Um, I mean, do a I, lot of teams need running backs? That's the just... thing. Like, okay, that's a general spiel on like running backs this year. As far as like, unless. Guys that aren't day one or two picks, I'd be really wary on drafting with like decent rookie draft capital or just like overall like fantasy draft capital. Because like where 2017 and 2018 were so loaded, like there's not like a need, like, and there's also like plenty of good running backs in general. Like there's not any need at all for running back talent. And so, like, aside from the guys who are actually really good, like the ones who are just like good for the class, but not overall that good could end up screwed and so like anyone that's like after the fourth round of the nfl draft i'm going to be really in on drafting unless they're in an amazing situation but like say say you like zach moss and he ends up going like end of the fourth round to let's see where should i say like say i don't know where to I, I, I just totally blanked on why I was going to keep going with that. But say he goes to a team that has, like, two guys ahead of him. Say he's, like, third on the depth chart. Maybe he goes to, like, Dallas, and you want to say, oh, maybe, like, something will happen to Zeke. Or, like, maybe he goes to, like, Cle- Like, if anyone you like goes to Cleveland, like, behind Chubb and Hunt, you should probably, like, forget about them. Like, right. They're um, locked up for a while, I think. Mm-hmm. Or, like, hmm. Like, I'm looking through all the NFL teams at who needs a running back. Yeah, no one like needs a running back really. If the Dolphins could draft one, yeah, the Dolphins kind of need one because they they're no well they have Jordan Howard that's like their RB one right now. That's like it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rams maybe. Yeah, the Rams do need a running back. I mean, they have Daryl Henderson, but they, you know, that's only one dude. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they totally need one. Uh, Texans, they got <laughs> David Johnson. Or what if they draft? They have David and back? Duke. Yeah, like if the Texans draft your running back, forget about it. The Falcons got girly, but I can still see them drafting one. Yeah, like it's it's tough because like if you're if the running back you like doesn't go to like an immediately good situation, it's hard to justify grabbing and holding on because next year's talent. Like I know the current expectation is that next year's running back class is expected to be better. Um, For sure, and there's just a lot of good running backs right now. Like look how long it took Melvin Gordon to sign. Like. Oh god! Even. Poor guy. Yeah, it's like just the the NFL. Like the NFL is loaded at running back talent, especially after the last two years. Like 
So it's hard. Like, I don't think holding out for a running back that you liked before the draft who got boned by the landing spot is a good like idea. Like, don't like if if someone you like say you're a Zach Moss fan and he goes like fifth round, I wouldn't hold on to like the like hope that he breaks through. I would say like okay, if you can get him late in a rookie draft, sure. But I wouldn't like. I, you would have to move him down. It would be like irresponsible not to, kind of thing. Or like, even if you like you like even okay, like Clyde Edwards Taylor, like what if he falls a lot? Like, what if he right. only goes like what if he goes like fourth or fifth round or something? Like, then we have to really reconsider. Okay, this guy everyone loved. Maybe like what what if Houston drafts Clyde Edwards Taylor in the fourth round? Like, then do we all like do we all jump ship? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I dude, I don't know. <laughs> so. That's the thing where, like, a couple of guys are going to get wonderful spots, but outside of that, I don't think it's worth, like, reaching on a guy based on your pre-draft eval if his landing spot isn't great. Just because, like, last year, okay, the thing with last year was, like, A.J. Brown was like, oh, talent over spot. But A.J. Brown is fucking phenomenal. Everyone acknowledged that already. Like, I don't, even the good running backs, like, the top three are solid, but, like, even those three aren't, like, world breakers. No, exactly. Like, this is a weak running back here, and especially outside of, like, the top three to five. Like, if you want to k- say cut off at five after, like, Acres, like, after those five, like, there's no one I feel, like, super great about at all. So. No, exactly. I mean, some years are just down. And, the, the, the like, the annoying thing is that every year now, like, every player has to get hyped up as if they're, like, the next great thing. Like they just put them all on the same plane, but they're not. Like mm-hmm. some years, the quarterback class is way better. Sometimes yeah. there's only one good quarterback, and the rest suck. But they have to create a rivalry. So there's yeah. like, oh, is it this guy or this guy? Even though the first guy's clearly better. <laughs> yeah, like this year the quarterback's good enough, but like yeah, with running back this year, it's just like after five, after five, there's not much to get excited about. <laughs> right, like the quarterback class last year. Like, oh yeah. They were trying to create these things like, oh, is it going to be Daniel Jones? But it was clearly, like, like obviously Kyler is clearly the best quarterback. By a large margin. (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's kind of just the general running back spiel transition into actual draft talk. So I haven't done much mocking yet, but you've done a lot. Um, Yeah, I've been doing a few, like, every now and then at sort of key points. Like, after, I think I did one after free agency and like I had one before because there's so many changes mm-hmm. yeah, signings but... and whatnot mm-hmm. yeah, so tomorrow night we get it kicked off um, obviously Bengals get first pick we'll definitely go to like the top 10 to 15 where you, how you think it's going to play out um, Miami Dolphins have the most picked with 14 Pats are second with 12 and then the Saints and Chiefs only have 5 picks but um wah, wah. Everyone's definitely expecting a lot of movement in the first round just because the teams that need receivers are probably going to trade up. And, of course, the teams that want a quarterback uh, should be trading up. So, yes. Number so one that... makes it, yeah. <laughs> I say, how hard will you laugh if the Lions just don't end up trading down? Like, <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> everybody in this draft wants to trade up, and yet somehow it just doesn't get done. <laughs> yeah, it's like basically... Well, if the if the Lions didn't trade down, it'd be, it would be because someone was able to call like their bluff was called, and they just take Okuda anyway. Like, right? Because that like all indications are that's who they wanted all along. But sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought you'd say, how hard would you laugh if the Bengals didn't end up with Burrow? Oh, dude, well, that's a whole other thing. Like, what if they seriously don't take Tua? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd be like, I'm if they took Tua, I'd be cool with it. Like, I wouldn't bash it regardless. I just think. The Bengals probably like Burrow, and if it makes sense in general, like storyline sure. makes sense. But right, <laughs> they just they take Chase Young. <laughs> I don't know. They, like I don't know. They could do anything, but they sh- realistically will take Joe Burrow. Right mm-hmm. there, we go. I because we do get to talk to Jolly tomorrow during the draft, get his live oh, reaction. Yeah. So I I am gonna like I I, I gotta try to somehow like record something ju- just in the option if they don't take Burrow just to get his reaction documented. <laughs> <laughs> That's a necessity. But so um, of course, yeah. So Chase Young going to makes sense, but after that, they have the Lions have their pick. How do you think that plays out? I so I really think the Lions are the 
the team that's going to trade down here. Mm-hmm. It just makes way too much sense. They've got a ton of pieces they need to fill in. Um, I don't know. Their team seems like it's falling apart. <laughs> so I think them bringing in a ton. Right. Like they're going to try to bring in a lot of new players to sort of revamp the team a little bit. And uh, so, yeah, I think they're going to trade down with who, though, is I don't know. Yeah, um, Dolphins or Chargers is the current consensus, but I feel like the Dolphins are a pretty competently run organization. And I don't know if they'll want to risk losing their draft capital to trade up like they might if they think two is worth it. And if they do, I think they are the most likely to trade up because they have the most capital they can give. If they're okay giving away a lot of it, then then other teams will, you know, what can you offer for it? And the Lions would just be able to keep going back to the Dolphins for that better offer than, say, the Chargers. But I don't know if the Dolphins are going to do that. I think that their GM sort of has a line. And if the Lions are asking for what's beyond the line, he won't do it because he doesn't want to, you know, fuck everything up on this Mm -hmm. one pick which is kind of smart to do you know sort of reserve those picks to build your team around so i think if the lions are are like way too demanding ask for too much um because the chargers offer isn't great then i don't then i don't know if the dolphins do it if you ask me which organization would be more likely to make the dumb move and give up way too much to move up two to three spots and you exactly. ask me Chargers or Dolphins, I would say Chargers. So, like, that's a good point. Exactly. Thank you. There I, it is. Like, I hadn't thought through that yet, but that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so, I I think it's possible we see the Chargers trade up to get Tua. And everyone's just kind of sitting here like, all right, we'll see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the Dolphins are sitting there at five. And now they don't even know if they have to take Herbert. They like yeah. they could take somebody else because is Herbert in immediate danger of being taken? I probably not. Yeah, They've got they, another pick at eighteen. Yeah. So like my next thought is like, if the team that doesn't get Tua, will they take Herbert? Basically, or like, do the Chargers want Herbert? Like basically, I, like there's been a lot of talk about some teams preferring Herbert now, but I know it's all a smokescreen. I don't know who likes who at the end of the day. Yeah. I think I remember seeing a tweet earlier that the Dolphins did, in fact, give Tua a passing physical grade when they saw him at the Combine. But I don't Right, and they, like, I think they FaceTimed him, too, and all this other <laughs> stuff. But, yeah. Like, the, so I don't know who the Dolphins like. Um, but I think there's a chance that they go with either Tua or Herbert, depending on what happens. And, like, that's the thing. If the Chargers do trade up, take Tua there, then the Dolphins could take a really good player at five and still probably get Herbert at 18 if they wanted. Yeah. I, yeah, I have no clue like how it's going to play out after the quarterback trade, but for now we're taking our best guess. So after the, what you're calling the two, a trade for the chart with the Chargers to a trade, right? Um, who do you think the giants go? Do you think they go Simmons or do you think they go another direction? So I had them taking Simmons at the beginning of this. It made the most sense after they got rid of Alec Ogletree. But then they signed all of these linebackers. I think they got Blake Martinez from the Packers, who was one of the Packers' best linebackers. Um, (laughs) So they could still totally take Simmons here. Absolutely. Especially since I don't think they have great safety either, do they? Nothing I'm aware of. Right. So they kind of need help everywhere Mm -hmm. on defense. They could totally take Isaiah Simmons here. I also think it's likely they take a lineman. Because they did just get Daniel Jones. Yeah. Need to um, them and they do need help on the line, which they drafted a bunch last year, but they're still relying on Nate Solder, who really underperformed for them. Mm-hmm. Left tackle. So could totally go with Tristan Wirfs here. Yep. A couple other lineman options, but mm-hmm. he's been one of the flashiest. Right. Mm-hmm. So after one that, of four. Do it. One of four. Mm-hmm. One of the four linemen. Yeah. The consensus is like top four, yeah. But um, so after after that, we got the Dolphins. So <coughs> you, so your, your thought is they will take the other quarterback that's there? <coughs> so then they take Herbs. Gotcha, if gotcha. two is gone, yeah. Gotcha. And then so after that, the Lions, who have traded down, still end up with Okuda, their guy. Oh, they, yeah. Now they can grab him there. <coughs> now, if the Dolphins wanted to take Okuda... <coughs> at five or Isaiah Simmons, depending on who's available. Totally do that. See if they can luck out and get Herbert later. Yeah. But I do think eventually they end up with him, so that's just where I have it here. Makes sense, if, yeah. If they don't get Tua. 
And like, if you if you want a quarterback, like, I don't know, there's reason to wait on him really. So, right. But um, so after that, Panthers. Now you have Isaiah Simmons there. If the Panthers can get Isaiah Simmons, obviously they, I think they will and should take him. And it makes a ton of sense, perfect replacement for Luke Keekley because Isaiah Simmons is so good. I know. I'm really hoping he can drop this far. I know it's not that realistic that he drops to seven, but in this wackadoo mock draft that I felt like doing, uh, he did drop there, and he's there to replace uh, everyone's beloved Keekley. Yeah, because like if if the Giants don't take him, then like I don't think any of the other teams. I don't, I don't think the Dolphins or Lions slash Chargers would. So. <laughs> Most likely not. Yeah, so he's there, and I, the Panthers would be so happy to take him if he was there. Oof. Yep, so the next next few picks we've got Cardinals, Jags, Browns, Jets. I see m- three of those are uh, offensive lineman picks. <laughs> yeah, so this is where I think the linemen go the most. The run, yeah. There's definitely there should be a lineman run or a lot yep. of linemen at the top of the team, yeah. Cardinals, absolutely. The hundred hundred percent need a lineman, yeah. Hundred percent, like. Could it be really great if they drafted C.D. Lamb and they had DeAndre Hopkins? Oh my God, it'd be scary. But they need a lineman because now they have Hopkins. So yeah, and there's a big drop on Kyler time to throw it to him. Yep. So I think Jedrick Wills right here Mm -hmm. going to the cards protect Kyler. Jags. I have no idea what the Jags are going to do. I was saying this like I. I have absolutely no idea. They could wow, go linemen. Just... They could go receiver. They could go Derek <laughs> Brown. They could go literally right. anybody. I have Derek Brown because he's sort of the consensus best D tackle. They might be losing Calais Campbell. That's good on that line. Like they lost. They are bleeding just defensive pieces. They just need so much help. They could yeah. take C.J. Henderson, the cornerback. Uh, Derek Brown, fuck, they could take a wide receiver. I could take a quarterback. I don't know. Yeah, who's who's the really good player that's like trying to get traded right now that they haven't traded yet? Mm, Fournette. Not that like they're a defensive player. Was it like in, in I can't remember his name. Crap. Oh, Ngakwe. Ngakwe. There it is. Yeah, they got rid of Campbell and they're trading Ngakwe. Yeah, or so. he's trying to be traded. They'll be out another defensive lineman. <laughs> right. So. so that's two biggins on the line there mm-hmm. uh, that they need to replace. So that makes sense, um, especially as a Coughlin picked there too. Getting a good deal lineman makes sense. Um, after that, yeah, Browns and Jets both taking offensive linemen. Um, With, yeah, Andrew Thomas and Mackay Becton. Yeah, uh, both teams desperately need line help. So I, I agree <laughs> with those picks. That was yep. literally why the Browns were trash last year. <laughs> just give them a line please yeah jets a coach. Uh, some jets one of the reasons yeah yeah they need a coach too mm-hmm. they both need a coach and a line huh but so <sighs> after that my raiders are up and i love this pick cd baby yeah. if DHS. the raiders could get cd lamb i would love that if they could get compact disc man <laughs> cd rom let's go compact disc <laughs> yeah the raider they need receiver help because they've got tyro williams and that's about it. They have Darren Waller, but they need someone else there. And C.D. Lamb would be a perfect complement to what they have there. And I think he and Carr would riff super well. Like, I think he's a great guy for Carr, so I'm all about it. Oh, yeah. All that yak. Yeah. Although, I would be okay with either of these top two receivers because it's, pro- it's probable that the Raiders and Niners both take receivers back-to-back. They both kind of have a need. It makes sense. And so you have the Niners going Judy right after. Yeah, because I... I think the Niners wanted Lamb. I think and I Lamb... have the Raiders taking him at twelves, and they're kind of like, "Fuck me sideways." Yeah, like I think Lamb for like Niners. Let me put it this way: the Niners need Lamb over Judy more than the Raiders need Lamb over Judy. Yes. Yeah, but the Raiders get to pick first. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that would be. Yep. <laughs> So I don't know. The Niners, I think, could do a lot of things because once Lamb's taken, I don't actually know if they would take Judy because I think they really wanted Lamb. Um, mm-hmm. they But they could, and I think Judy is very soon after Lamb taken, so I just have him here. But, you know, they need a couple <laughs> other pieces. They could – so far, Okuda's the only cornerback taken, and there are a few good ones. So I see him taking a corner here mm-hmm. as but- well. 
it's yeah, it's gonna be fun. And like, like I, I don't know. I wonder if the Niners would trade up and try to like go one pick over them to get the guy they want. That'd be hilarious. But um, anyway, and so rounding out, I guess we'll kind of go through top fifteen. Rounding out the top fifteen, we got Bucks and Broncos. How do you have that playing out? Bucks, I'm ta- having taken a lineman at a hundred percent. Um, Needed. I mean, they don't. I mean, do they? They just got Gronk. They have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. The only thing they need is to give Brady more time to throw it to them. Yep. So, do they even need a running back? I don't think they do. No. <laughs> so they like. I think Rogers enough. Like, and Rod- they could maybe get someone later right. to pair with him. Like, exactly. They could grab someone in a later round. I think. Yeah, I think they take an offensive uh, lineman. The only other thing they could do is take a defensive player. But kind of thinking with Brady and Gronk additions, they want to keep piling on the offensive hype. Yeah, just build on the strength. See, I think they're going offense. They could go on tackle, which would be, at this point, most likely Josh Jones would be the next best tackle. Mm -hmm. But there's a couple guys there. You got – there's a good list of linemen in this draft. Ezra Cleveland and Austin Jackson are also pretty good. Pretty good. Cool, cool. Yeah, because, yeah, after those first four, everyone's kind of worried about, like, oh, what the drop-off is. But Mm – Glad you see yeah, some. definitely some. Yeah, there's some solid people in there, mm-hmm. and then yeah, the Broncos. Um, I have taking the guy I think they wanted, which would be Henry Ruggs. At, yeah, at fifteen. That makes a lot of sense with Locke. That pairing makes sense. And then also to go and along Sutton. with Portland Sutton, I think those two work work well together as well. Yup, so. and they got Fant coming up too in his second year. Yeah. Like Fant, Sutton, Ruggs is a nice young trio, and Locke's young. The team's pretty young in general. Yeah, they did. They kind of rebuilt without people noticing. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's basically if Locke is good, they're set. Right. Right. <laughs> That's the big thing. So we will see. And they, we they, will see. Cause they got him like late second, so they got like a pretty good pick on him too. So uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's basically it, it all hinges on locks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um. Anyway, so we've gone over. A, like offensive skill positions as far as the defense or the offensive line are there are there any prospects you want to point out um talk on get you know put on wax before we we hop out of here so you can say oh i was on this guy and he went high or like oh this is my guy kind of thing yeah uh just a couple guys out there justin jefferson is like my number two receiver nice um and i think he would go great with the eagles uh Eagles need a receiver for sure. Oh yeah, I don't know if I who I if I had someone taking Mims yet, but I'll get there. I love Mims. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, I think there are there are a couple good cornerbacks in this draft. C.J. Henderson and and uh, Christian Fulton, Trayvon mm-hmm. Diggs are all pretty good, and I think they're all going to go in the first round. Um, do 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 safety. Uh. Xavier McKinney is sort of like the projected number one safety, and he's pretty good. This Antoine Winfield guy looks nasty. You should watch some gotcha. of his videos. I think he's the best safety um, in the draft, and I wonder where I wonder where he goes. That most likely the Cowboys need a safety. Mm-hmm. I think that's where they're going. They were trying to trade for Jamal Adams earlier in the year. They still need that mm-hmm. position, so they I think they go with McKinney. But it'd be cool if they took Winfield because he's kind of my number one guy. And then there's a probably four pass rushers that I'd like um, with Chase Young and Clavon. I Clavon, I think is how you pronounce it. I don't know. Cool name though. Yeah. Uh, AJ Epinesa and Terrell Lewis. I really like Terrell Lewis. I have him going to the Ravens because he is exactly one half <laughs> and one half Ray Lewis. I looked He's at the Terrell name Lewis. and I'm like, you're going to say Ravens, aren't you? <laughs> Terrell Lewis. <laughs> It's so just great. meant to be. He looks like a beast. Yeah, no, uh, I've seen some clips of him. He looks good too, and it's hilarious that the names are got that way. Oh, and I have the Raiders grabbing this Kenneth Murray guy, who I think is probably the best linebacker after Isaiah Simmons. They, the Raiders, my Raiders need a lot of linebacker help, so. which I'm super into. Yeah, I feel good about where the secondary is going and where sort of where the up front's going, but yeah, linebacker is a rough spot, so I'd be down for that. Oh yeah. Um, that's about that's that's most of my takeaway for like the first round stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm excited, man! I'm so excited. Oh, quarterbacks! How many you think go in the first round? So definitely, 
three in those our first early few picks. And then after that, that's the tough part is will a fourth go? Um, I think a fourth will go. I don't know if it's going to be Pats or like Saints or Vikings or, you know, Niners even. Pats make the most sense. And I, I see you have five. East in there. But. Dude, I, I was not going to do this, but I think five are going to go. I really think someone trades up and gets love. Yep. Like, I really think someone's going to do it. I don't know who. I think someone will too. Also, the end of the round. I mean, we have to. I, I keep forgetting about the Colts, but Colts make a lot of sense to trade into the first round for a guy. Yes. Oh, imagine if they jump up to like the twenty-second spot where the Vikings got their other pick, right ahead of the Patriots, and mm-hmm. they take Jacob Eason. Ooh. I would just love to jump the Patriots. That'd be funny. Oh my God. What pick before? I. I don't know. Like, I don't know about when for the Lions, but I think the Lions are in consideration to draft a quarterback too, for what it's worth. The Lions? Yeah, I think they're in consideration to draft a quarterback. Because what's Stafford's contract at? Because I know. Let me see, Matt Stafford contract. He. So yeah, after twenty twenty, um, his dead cap drops a lot, and I've heard like because th- there have been like rumblings that they actually want to take two as well. And they, they, they'd be. I think they would be smart to get some competent backup or insurance for if Stafford breaks down more, or slash when he's done and or like when his contract's up in a couple of years. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions took someone too. I hope not. But it I is the like Lions. Be really stupid. Yeah. Who else? Yeah, Colts. Colts. Probably, Jags might take someone too. I have no idea how they are on Minshew. Like what? If the, the Jags could just as easily take someone to the first round. Who knows? Well, they just put Leonard Fournette up for trade for saying they should get Cam. <laughs> Did you say? Do you see that? Oh yeah, that was funny. Like, god damn it, dude! See Port- oh no, like Cam Newton is clearly not going to be better than Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I think Gardner Minshew. Come on. There was a video of those two. Like, uh, Fournette was FaceTiming Minshew, and he took a screenshot, like just posted it to show that he was FaceTiming. <laughs> right. Fournette actually is hilarious, by the way. Like on Twitter, he's so funny. Oh man. But so yeah. Yeah, and that's also like Cam and Dalton and Winston are all who knows where they go. So, gosh, right? I, I really want the Raiders to get Cam, man. <laughs> I'd be kind of, I'd be pretty tight. Yeah, I, dude, I fucking would love that. But and then CD Lamb <laughs> with Cam, Cam Lamb. Whoa, whoa bad baby, oh, Cam <laughs> Lamb. Whoa, Cam <laughs> Lamb. Is it weird? It was the first song we both thought of. <laughs> it makes too much sense. But, uh, we're definitely not going to top that though uh, if we keep rambling on so uh, thank you all for joining in and uh, I hope you all are, are as excited for the draft as we are Ooh, totally digital draft mm-hmm. Bring, getting into 2020 getting digital yeah but, thanks everyone for tuning in we'll uh, see you next time after the draft